This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Dallin. And I'm Kyler. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. Down. Yes. If you were to wish upon a star, would you wish for seafood? No. I, I think I could say with confidence that I would not wish for seafood. Mm. In Disney, fact, Disney did. They, oh, they did. <laughs> well, in a way. <laughs> That's true. I mean, actually, with a few movies. Probably. Nemo, you know, stuff like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Princess and the Frog. Yeah. She's trying uh, to, what kind of restaurant do you call like, that? Well, she like, likes to make gumbo, which has yeah. like, shrimp and stuff in it. But, you know, it's this isn't what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about one of your favorite Disney movies of all time, I think. But which one? I don't, I don't like down, Disney movies. Down which I, one is it? I, <laughs> I'm trying to segue this know, into yours. <laughs> Atlantis the Lost Empire. Yeah. Which is, by golly, one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It's pretty great. It is so good. <laughs> I mean, like... Through the entire time we were watching, I was just sitting there like giggling to myself and like <laughs> yeah. getting excited when thing and quoting it before they happened. Yeah, because I've seen this movie like a hundred times. Yeah, it's Man. really good. I haven't seen it that much actually. I I watched it I think a lot as a kid, but yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Came out in two thousand one, if you can believe it. So I can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so like twenty two years ago. 21, 21 years ago. My 21. Bad. Yeah. 21. 21. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, it stars Michael J. Fox, Jim Varney, Corey Burton, Claudia Christian, and James Garner. Directed by Gary Trousdale and Kirk Wise. I don't know most of those I things. think the, the guys <laughs> that directed probably are Disney guys. They've probably done a few things with Disney. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, James Garner... Hollywood royalty, pretty much. He's been in so much. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, <fine>. no. This <laughs> is the thing that happens to me a lot. There is a name and there is a face, but there's no association. James Garner is a pretty good-looking guy. Uh, that sort of helps. <laughs> I mean, the the Great Escape See, is... Is he Rourke? Is... Yeah, he's Rourke. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The Great Escape is one. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but he, it's like a World War Two where they're... Escape from a German POW camp, you know, like. Wait, yes, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, uh, Steve Long McQueen and James part. Garner are in that. So, yeah, so that's famous. He was in a lot of stuff like that back in yeah. the day, and you know, like, well, another more recent one that a lot of people know from is The Notebook. He was the older. I haven't seen The Notebook. Make you cry, probably. Well, maybe not you. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Mostly because when I go in, what if I would hypothetically go into watching The Notebook? Yeah. Um, I would probably go into it with a bit of a sarcastic, you know, demeanor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> James Garner was the older version of Ryan Gosling, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. And then, of course, Michael J. Fox. We all know him. Yes. Marty. He's one of the few that I actually know. Yeah. 
Even though I have, I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen. The, okay, I've seen parts of the Back to the Future movies. Yeah. A few, I think one. Gosh, or two. we're gonna have to watch. This. I've never seen the second one. Ooh. I think I've seen parts of the first one and parts of the third one, but the second one. I mean, they're all good. Yeah. Uh, well, you watch those eventually. So those, are, those are classics. Like yeah. you can't not watch Back to the Future. Oh yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, then you got Jim Varney, who's another Disney guy. He played Slinky Dog, but he plays uh, Cookie, who's hilarious in this yeah, movie. Yeah, Cookie's great. Um, and then a whole bunch of others. Uh, a few that I don't even know, but uh, yeah. they all do their job really good. But this is like the era of Disney that, like, from like 2000, from like the year 2000. There's a, there's a couple eras of Disney. There's yeah. like the classic era mm-hmm. with like all the Disney princesses. And- uh uh-huh. Like uh, Rapunzel, or Sleeping Beauty, and and, and like uh, Cinderella, like all the really old ones. Yeah, Bambi, you know. Yeah. Things and like then that. they kind of got grungy, <laughs> started doing like the Dark Cauldron and weird stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" <laughs> and then they started like doing experimental things in like the early two thousands. Well, yeah, like starting from Tarzan, which I think was nineteen ninety nine, like Tarzan to like, which was nineteen ninety nine to like, almost like. 2008, 2009, because Tangled, I think, was 2009 or 10, and and so... Was Tangled, like, one of the first fully, like, three animated movies? Disney movie. Like, like uh, princess movies? Besides movies? Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah it was. It, that was one of the... And it was also, like, I think during this time with, like, Atlantis and Treasure Planet... When did Toy and, Story come out? 1995. Okay, yeah. And, um... But, like, I think during this era that I call kind of the slept-on Disney era, mm-hmm. you know, you got... Emperor's New Groove, uh, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, you know, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch, I think, is probably one of the more popular ones. Yeah. But people don't think of a lot of these. I mean, Emperor's New Groove is really good, though. Yeah. (laughs) But still, I think it gets slept on a lot. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Like, especially when people think of Disney, they think of the classics and things. Mm -hmm. They don't think of Atlantis or Treasure Planet or Brother Bear. Yeah. And I and that's also the era where Disney I think was trying to go away from the musicals and the princesses. Yeah, is because like Tarzan and Brother Bear kind of had music, but it wasn't musical. And yeah, it was more like accompanying yeah. the movie, not like in the movie. Yeah. So and uh, so it was just a. This was kind of like them experimenting, like you said, yeah. this era. And so you get gems like this movie, which you which you ready for the hot take? Yeah. Atlantis is the best Disney movie. <laughs> you cannot convince me otherwise. Because I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if you count Disney and Pixar, mine's Toy Story 2, but... <laughs> yeah, but you're biased. So am I. <laughs> so are you. I was going to say, so are you. So am I. But I mean, that's what I like about this era of Disney, is you get different stuff. I mean, this still had Disney qualities to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, A lot of them. It was this action-adventure film. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't happen a lot. I mean, there's action adventure that happens in a lot of the princess movies and things, but this was a straight on Indiana Those, Jones. The, you know, the princess like, movies are pretty formulaic yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. And this one just, it was like a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. It's different. It's its own thing. It's, it's very good. Very funny, too. Yes. Very funny. Even, I mean, even today when I'm an. Freaking twenty-five-year-old man. I don't care. Like, I mean, yeah. Every time Mole, every time Mole is on screen, I laugh. (laughs) Well, he is the uh, the animal companion. Yeah, that is the role that Mole fills. Yeah, it's just like if the animal companion could talk. I mean, some do, but yeah, it's it's really good. Like watching it again. I mean, I think 
we watched it in like early 2020 when like lockdown happened we were having with a bunch of our friends we were having like movie nights over the internet i was oh wait and we oh, the ones over the internet yeah yeah we watched atlantis on one of them did we where it was like a crappy quality because we yeah. had to do it not on disney <laughs> plus like because screen share it but yeah they really don't want to let you screen share movies because yeah you know reasons <laughs> and so like it was crappy quality but we we watched it and it was choppy and things like that and so that was the last time I had watched it since I was a kid. Probably the last time I've seen it too. Yeah, and and then watching it now, I, f- I always forget how much I like it. That's like why I call it the slept on Disney era is because I love most of these movies that came out mm-hmm. during this era, but I forget about them. Yeah, like Treasure Planet, another great one that I think we'll cover down the road. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember most of that movie. Yeah, that one I loved. And I remember getting, like, the McDonald's toys for that one. And that was another thing I was going to talk about. I had the little robot dude. Yeah, and I had uh, the little, like, slime guy. The pe- yeah, um, I forget all their names. But, but like, in this one, that was one thing I was going to talk about, too, is I remember... I don't really remember watching this a lot when I was a kid, but I remember having toys. Yes. I had the little hammerhead ship. Yeah. And the little, the, the, the like, attack subs. Yeah. I had those, too. I probably had some more, but those were the two that I distinctly remember, like, flying around as a little kid. Well, and with some of our movies that we covered, there aren't too many times where there's specific memories. Of course, with some that mean a lot to me, there are specific yeah. ones. But, like, with this one, I wouldn't say there's specific memories, but I have a lot of memories. Like, watching this movie, I have a lot of, like, oh, I remember playing with that toy. Especially, I played with toys in the bathtub a lot. And so I would have these, especially with Atlantis, uh, yeah. they, they would work well it in the water. water toys yeah. that they mostly fly through the air. <laughs> but know, for me figure. as a kid, I was like, you know, I kind of lived through this movie through the toys. Yeah. Which happens a lot when you're a kid, you know, like you may have seen the movie like yeah. once or twice and uh, you get a toy of it and that's your perception of that movie. Like, yeah. watching the, all the like dog fights and things like that, that made me the most giddy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I remember imagining that in my head, <laughs> you know, when I was... As a little kid. Yeah. As a wee little lad. Because I remember having the Atlantis ships, and then I also had one of the, like, one of Rourke's, like, planes, the cool-looking, like, red... Yeah. Know, like, cl- yeah. The, the, like, mini planes he's got yeah. in the cave. I, I had one of those, too, and so I just remembered making my own dogfights, and just... I don't think I even really knew... The characters or anything. Yeah. I just well when yeah. you're when you're so young, like you don't care yeah. about the characters. I just was like, these are cool. How, like ships. the yeah. Leviathan is the coolest thing I've ever seen in yeah. my life. <laughs> I want that as a toy. Please give it to me. <laughs> That's one thing I love about toys in general. Is even when I'm a 26 year old man, I I'm a collector. I collect toys, um, and uh, like we're looking at some right now. But one of the reasons why I love it is because it brings these memories, like. I would say that Atlantis, I don't have, or I thought I didn't have that much of a connection to. You know, I, I, like when you suggested watch, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? You I know? guess. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what I have to say about it. But like, but like unearth those memories. It unearth like, those memories. Hey. And I remember, like, even, you know, like there'd be times when I got a little older where I'd forget about those and then, like, digging through a toy box, I'd find it and be like, oh, this thing is so cool looking. And, yeah. and then I'd just, like, stare at it. So watching this movie, brought back those like fun memories I had of just playing with what I got you know because McDonald's toys aren't the most well made things or whatever no. you know? <laughs> in fact they said they're probably pretty low on the yeah. spectrum yeah. but as a kid you're like 
I got this as a surprise. Like, you didn't know what you were going to get in a McDonald's yeah. toy. And, you, and it's like, oh, I got this cool Atlantean ship, and it's mine. Yeah, I remember getting freaking Happy Meals as a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have I ever told you that the smell of ketchup has a very distinct memory in my brain yeah. of getting, like, cheeseburgers at McDonald's as a kid and just, like, smothering it with ketchup? And, well, like... Every time I smell it, I'm just like, whoa, that's a weird... McDonald's french fries is the smell for me. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's the... Like, similar to this is, like... Like I said, going into it, didn't think I'd have... You know, that I'd be like, oh, I remember liking this movie. And I, I don't... I think maybe because of, like, the quality that we watched it. When we watched it early 2020, I didn't have a lot of these feelings. Yeah. You know? Well, we were also not really paying attention yeah. in the same way then. Yeah. But, like, watching it today, I just was flooded with all these like pictures in my head about me playing in the bathtub or you know like having my little brother be the the Rourke ship and me being the Atlantean ship because you gotta be the good guy yeah he's he's the bad guy yeah he doesn't know he's little he (laughs) 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 but it just it it brought a joy that I didn't actually expect when uh, we went into watching this and uh, a lot of Disney movies do that for me yeah. Because I love, I'm a big Disney guy, but uh, I was really kind of blown away by that fact with this that I was just had pure like six year old Kyler Joy coming out, yeah. you know. <laughs> but people are gonna think you brought this movie. To I know, title. I know. You're talking about it so much. <laughs> I know. It's just it. It's one of these things that you know we we've talked about this before, but why we want to do this is because. There are some times where we watch a movie and we don't expect much from it, like when we yeah. did Stargate or A-Team and things, and we get these messages and things that we feel. And I was even going off of your, uh, like, giddiness, because like you yeah. said, you were, you were like, pumping up. I'm and you know, so you're, excited you, <laughs> you, were gi- you were giggling, you were laughing. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of jokes and stuff that we just laughed out loud at, you know, yeah. and it just felt like... This Disney magic, especially this slept-on movie, just washed over us. Yeah. This, oh, man. This movie is just, like, oozing nostalgia for me. Yeah. Because I... So... I mean, okay, that's a weird connection. I watched a couple of movies. Like, everyone everyone as a kid has yeah. their movie, you know? Yeah. My first one was a movie called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> Which is like this really old, and it's similar. It's yeah, it's it's a weird. I today I couldn't tell you yeah. what happens in that movie. I have no clue. But <laughs> I know Captain Nemo is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's like the sub, yeah, with the green eyes, and it crashes into ships. That's all I know. But like, <laughs> it's weirdly similar. Yeah, that this movie was. I think it's like a couple down the line of like the my movie. Yeah, but. Uh, it, this I mean it has a lot of similar qualities. It really does. It. You know, vaguely ocean based, like exploring, and there's a spooky sub, and things are getting blown up, and like, yeah, just backstabbing and that stuff. That like, yeah, like I don't know that maybe that's part of it. But like, so the the distinct memory I have with this is going to my my aunt's house, and back then we lived a few blocks away from her, so um, we'd go over there all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom wanted to hang out with her sister. So, um, one of the movies I watched there, I think one of the other ones, uh, you know this, but uh, Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. That was one of the other ones I watched (laughs) there. Uh, But I first watched Atlantis there, and then every time I'd go there, I'd be like, 
can I watch Atlantis? Like, <laughs> I want to watch Atlantis. It's so good. It's, it's the greatest movie of all time. And then, like I said, I had the, the little, like, hammerhead ship and yeah. the little, um, the like attack Todd. sub. Yeah. And, and the, the freaking, the Leviathan. <laughs> and, oh, there's so much about this movie that it, when I, like, think back through it and watching through it, I just, like pulling all these memories back up and it's a it's a movie that really can spark a kid's imagination i think um we mentioned it it was either in our last episode or while we were talking about stuff just before we recorded or after we recorded last time but when we were talking about anastasia with uh with jess um and how she's like oh this is from my childhood i was like atlantis like oh (laughs) That was my time. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to so, have to cover Toy Story 2 for me next. Yeah. And I, like, I wasn't planning on watching this movie. Yeah. We had another bit of a dilemma today trying to figure out what we were going to watch yeah. and then record about. Because we, we picked, or I picked two or three different ones and they yeah. were all not available and anywhere for us to watch. So we are like, well, okay, we don't want to buy a movie today. Maybe we'll just watch something else. And then yeah. finally I was like, Atlantis. Yeah. Here we go. And... It was a good choice. It was a fantastic choice. It was a great choice. And, well, and that's another thing, too, is we've covered, you know, this is our third animated movie we've covered. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, nowadays people are tending to uh, kind of look at animated movies in a different light. I think nowadays with, like, things like the Spider-Verse and uh, a lot of Pixar movies. and But, like, I think even still animated movies are slept on a bit. Like in just general, people people don't think of animated movies as like fantastic movies, you know. Unless yeah. unless it's Pixar, you you always hear Pixar get thrown in the mix, you yeah. know, and for good reason. Well, like one thing that I think is kind of unfortunate is that two D animation has been kind of like put to, it's been put to rest almost. Yeah. Like, the only 2D animated movie I can think of that's come out in the past, like, 10 years is Klaus. I was going to say, Which is another amazing movie that we will talk about eventually. Because I love that movie. Yeah. But, um... Well, they've done 2D things in certain uh, CG movies. Like, Moana, I think, uh, Maui's back tattoos were 2D, classic 2D animation. But, like, it's, it's not really done anymore. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a shame. Because 2D animation is, like, such a... I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but it's like... It's an art. Yeah, it's an art form. And it's it's really, really fascinating to watch and see how things are done and see all the cool things you can do with 2D animation. Yeah. And even in this movie, they used a decent amount of 3D yeah. for the, the creatures and the ships. and Yeah. Well, like, I'm not saying 3D animation isn't an art, because it is. No, it definitely, definitely not. But, like... I get what you're saying with the 2D that it's just it has a different feel to it, and I, I think one of the the way I describe it is it feels just a little bit more free. Sure, because with 3D animation, like you have to make the model, you gotta rig the model, like you gotta have all these bones and joints and and stuff like that. But then with 2D animation, you just draw it. Yeah, like you draw whatever you want and make it work. Like and yeah. on all these animation principles. I mean, I know I mentioned those last time, and I didn't yeah. know what they were all called, and I should. I'm a bad person for not knowing what they <laughs> no. are. Uh, those came from the fact that we were drawing it by hand. Yeah. And we wanted to make it look appealing to the eye, and, and like the lowered frame rate from reality, which, you know, infinite frame rate, but whatever. <laughs> but like, 
just all that stuff was created because of 2D animation. And then we emulate that through 3D animation. And sometimes, like in the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. they actually do animate like the follow-through and like the ghost yeah. frames and, and stuff like that. And they do the cool tricks like animating on ones and twos for different characters. Mm-hmm. Or I think it might be twos and fours. Regardless, like they, they do those cool 2D animation tricks because they were neat and they were like, different and and they showed a bit of expression beyond just like how good does it look yeah and i just wish we did things like that more and that's actually one of the main reasons why uh into the spider verse mm-hmm. is such an amazing movie yeah. to me at least. i mean yeah. a lot of people other other than me as well but yeah. like i love that movie because it, it did use so many of those 2d animation traditional things to like help elevate well, and that's that's the thing that happens. Uh, it's happening a lot more nowadays with not just animation, but with like a lot of people talk about like practical effects in like mm-hmm. live action movies. They're like, oh man, I wish they would do more of that, and they are. But the thing that they're doing is they're doing more practical and CG. They're melding the best of both worlds type of thing. Yeah. And I think what you're explaining with Spider Verse is that they did that. Similar yes, exactly. Thing. Yeah. They use the the versatility and the the ease of three D animation. Yeah. Because nowadays it's cheaper, yeah. way cheaper. Mm-hmm. But like they use those, they utilize some of those old two D animation techniques to you know make it look like more of an artistic film and like yeah. I don't know, put a bit more expression into it. Well, there's one thing I kind of noticed with Luca. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, I haven't. That's one of the ones I haven't. Seen. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just a full CG. It's a Pixar, but it looked a lot like those classic like Chicken Run and things like you know yeah. like the the stop motion, oh, yeah, like the way that their faces and things. And I think they borrowed a lot of stuff from that. Mm-hmm. It, at least from my point of view. And it's cool when... Well, it definitely looks different. Yeah. Because, like, Disney and then Pixar movies have a pretty distinct, like... Style. style. Yeah. Like, you can kind of just tell. Yeah. Like I, like I was saying, with Anastasia, mm-hmm. you can tell that it's not a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, technically it is now because they've been acquired. But <laughs> when it was made, it was not a Disney movie. And yeah. the animation shows. Like, it's obviously different. Yeah. I'm knocking over my water bottle. <laughs> But, like, you know, you, you can just you see, but just by looking at it, the difference in the style. And so yeah. Luca has that a little bit. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, they decided to change it up a bit. And, yeah. You know, at, shape the bodies and the faces. And, and like, I could like completely off base that they, but to me, it looks like that they based it off of those old, like, stop motion waltz and grommet and things like that. Right. Um, and it's cool when you see the best of both worlds, like I was yeah. saying. Like, like, the one scene you pointed out to me is when. Uh, Kida first gets like uh, this crystal in her, and she has the shield around her, and the the water. I was going to talk about this a little later. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. No, it. it's totally fine. <laughs> no, it's just like seeing the water like hit the shield when like yeah, and just I think there they were using a lot of they were using a bit of the CG and a bit of the the 2D because back in the day you know. This CG was kind of like, oh, we'll maybe put this in here to kind of maybe elevate it a yeah. little bit. We can't do the whole thing yet, you mm-hmm. know. Like, and I, I think it was a little bit easier to try to do it in movies that were animated, yeah, because they're inherently like they look less detailed, so yeah. it's much easier to three D animate a texture that is not trying to be photorealistic because mm-hmm. back then they didn't have that good of technology. Yeah. I mean, nowadays we can with like Unreal Engine 5 and yeah. we can make fully like 100% photorealistic scenes and 
no one cares. Like Luke Skywalker, <laughs> the Mandalorian yeah. type of thing. But like Spoilers. back then, they're like, okay, let's let's try to focus on it in these you know these two uh, D animated yeah. movies because it just like fits easier. It's, it's yeah. an easier slap in there to yeah. make it look okay. And it just looked really cool, especially that scene. Like, I think, I mean, there's a lot of parts of this movie that are amazing. Like, yeah. 10 out of 10. Sometimes <laughs> even 11 out of 10. That sequence, though, is by far and above, like, my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> well, and you were mentioning not just the way it looked, but the music. The music. That song is the best song in the whole movie. Credit to James Newton Howard, who's yes. a legend. He's done a lot. <laughs> yeah, we were looking at his credits and yeah. all the things he's done. And yeah. it was like, oh, that's a lot of good movies. Yeah. But that one, that song, and then the, the Atlantis theme, which is at the very end of the movie, that's mm-hmm. the second best one. I have both of those in my favorites playlist, and I listen to them all the time. Because <laughs> they're amazing. They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I think one of the things that actually kind of helped me remember this is a couple of years ago... Um, I was talking to my good friend, Remy. I've mentioned him before. Mm-hmm. But he is very, very uh, music-oriented, and he's very particular. Yeah. He's incredibly specific about what he likes and what he doesn't. And he's also very harsh about it <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but one of the things that he, he helped me realize, like as an older person, that Atlantis was really good because he actually pointed out that song to me completely like independently of me watching the movie and being like oh I love this movie as a kid he was just like this song from this scene is amazing and back then I was kind of like I I listened to everything he said basically and I was like oh he likes it that means it's good (laughs) (laughs) well I've met Remy a few times and just he's one of those guys where you're like oh if he says it's good it probably is well yeah because like I said he has very very particular tastes yeah. and he's also not shy to tell you he doesn't like something yeah like, he very I can think of him so many times where he's like no that's bad and, and then I kind of like feel bad for liking it <laughs> I've, I've gotten a little bit more mature since then but like I don't know it just it was a, another confirmation for me of how good this movie was yeah. and like I very much trust his opinion even still and so it was, I don't know, it was, there's a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I just love when the music hits you in that way in a movie. Like, well, that scene makes sure that it does. Yeah, no, because. because so they come down and then they're they're talking and arguing. Rourke is, t- is arguing with uh, Milo and um, Kia is like trying to be respectful to the the elders yeah the old kings and then oh also oh my gosh when Rourke kicks the pebble into the water and it oh, all goes yeah. red like that's so foreboding yeah. and it's so simple it's just like the the like the air doesn't change like there's not like a spooky sound going it's just that the, it, the the light goes from a very calming blue to just like this crimson red and you're just like uh oh you messed up. <laughs> There's a few times in this movie where they use the lighting and like mm-hmm. the, the colors as like that's all you really need to know. I mean, towards the end when Rourke kind of goes nuts, goes berserk. You see his crazy face, but his face I don't think would have looked as crazy oh, no. if it wasn't. The way, it was okay. bathed in red. The way they yeah. lit that yeah. that little part with yeah. him going red nuts. and orange, like uh, with the fire, well, like yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, like, it's so good. It, it made it that much more terrifying and made him look that much he more He is crazy. terrifying. Oh, yeah. 
like, he's an intimidating person the whole time. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to go back to that scene in a second. But, like, <laughs> even from the beginning, like, he's just, he's huge. Mm-hmm. He's muscular. Yeah. He's experienced. Like, you know he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. That's another thing. I, I know we've said it a lot. But, like, characters that know what they're doing and show you instead of just telling you Mm -hmm. is such a good thing to do. And, like, every movie should do that. Yeah. Please just do that. Like, don't tell me someone can do something. (laughs) Show me. Yeah. Like, tell me about it while they're doing it. (laughs) But, like, every single character in this movie, as, like, ridiculous and outlandish as some of them are, like, mole. Yeah. Even still, like, when you first meet him, he's, like, really quirky and really strange. But he can figure out exactly who Milo is and his life based off of a tiny piece of dirt he pulls out from under his fingernail. <laughs> and he, can, he like, figures out his cat, the age of his cat, the breed of his cat, like, where he works, like, what he works with and all this kind of stuff. He, Didn't he say his age, too? Or? I think so. Yeah. And it's just like, what? <laughs> so it's like Mole, as crazy as he is, yeah. is, like, super intelligent. And... Oh. And each of the characters, like, they all show their skills in their own way. Yeah. Like, um, Audrey, when she's working on all the different, like, uh, the, the engines and stuff and all the different trucks, mm-hmm. like, she's showing how she knows what she's doing. And then, like, even little things, like, when uh, Rourke, when they fall down and Rourke asks her, like, what, how do we look? And she yeah. says, like, oh, we totaled this rig and that rig, but the digger will still run. And, like, she just knows what's going on. And she is always, like, in the moment, like, doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, Vinny, too. Yeah. He's crazy and trying to blow things up and light people on fire. But, like... <laughs> well, and I love their different stories, too. Like, especially when they were all, like, telling Milo how they got to this yeah. point And how he was like, oh, I just like to blow things up. And they're like, no, come on. And he's like, okay, I had a flower shop. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was making a bunch of corsages and all the ones that go on the wrist. For the prom. For the prom. <laughs> <laughs> And it really does a great job at fleshing these it, characters out. Yeah, it out. characterizes yeah. all of them except Mole. Yeah. We don't talk about Mole. We don't know. We, you don't want to know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts, too. Uh, Sweet. Oh. That was one of my notes. I, I think I only took two or three notes. But Sweet, the whole movie is Sweet. I and wanted to talk about Sweet, too. With You mentioned Rourke. About mm-hmm. he's, Rourke is his built... You know, uh, like intimidating, kind of intimidating. Yeah, and Sweet is kind of his his polar opposite. Well, not necessarily opposite, but like he kind of represents another side of that. Yes, that figure. Yeah, you know where he's a big built man too, and very large. Rourke doesn't care about harming people, whereas Sweet does. Well, you know, like Sweet's a doctor. Yeah, one of the main things that that I realized, I was actually I asked myself this question in my head because at the end of the movie when they finally, like, reveal their whole plan and, and take Kida away yeah. after she absorbs the crystal. Yeah. Um, and then they slowly all turn back to Milo's side yeah. and go to help him. Yeah. Um, I was like, where's Sweet? Yeah. I was trying to remember. I was like, when does Sweet do that? Because, like, I know Sweet's a good, like, he's on the yeah. good side. Yeah. But it's because he was never there. He was helping the emperor. He was help. yeah. He was helping the king. Yeah who was dying the whole time. Like, he didn't even go down with them. Yeah. He was just up there. And yeah. and I was like, that just tells you everything you need to know about him. Like, yep. th- they never even were like, oh, we'll go back for sweet. Like, he was just there yeah. helping the king and, and doing, his, doing his doctor thing. And, and it was like, that's 
so good. Well, and that shows you everything you know, need to know about Sweet. And there's one scene that tells you everything you need to know about Rourke. It's before he's even revealed as uh, as a full bad guy. But yeah. when she when she says uh, Helga, I think her name is. When she's like, oh, there, there weren't supposed to be people here. That changes everything. And he goes, it changes nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No. So th- that tells you everything you need to know about him. And it's interesting to see they're different. Like, they're both big, buff, strong dudes. They, they fill yeah. a similar, like, role uh-huh. in in that they're, like, large and imposing yeah. and muscular and masculine and all that. Yeah. But their personalities is what makes them the characters they are. Yeah. And exactly. just the juxtaposition of the two against each other is, mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. Yeah. And I, I really liked that. I felt like all of the characters, all the main characters had a really good personalities. And yeah. even like the ones that didn't do maybe too much, like Cookie, you know, like he was just the funny kind yeah, of comic relief. Yeah, he was mostly relief. comic relief. But he had a unique personality towards yeah. him. And yeah. I'd say he's probably one of the only ones... Who didn't really do anything? Yeah, <laughs> I think he is the only one because even like uh, Miss Packard, yeah, she was still like the communications officer and yeah. like was doing her job. Yeah, up until they weren't really in the. But I mean, I guess stuff. Cookie was making them food, so yeah. <laughs> but he was incompetent at it. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of saying. It's like they they all had a job and they all did their job well yeah. while being their goofy selves. Yeah. But Cookie didn't really. <laughs> he was just kind of there. Yeah. But that's okay. Not not everyone has to, you know, have those qualities. Hey, he still got a crystal at the end. He so. did. Yeah. He got credit. Yep. And he got and it. They disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> They're missing. He got it made into a tooth. <laughs> I got beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. Lattice. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I got to stop quoting things. No. I mean, it shows, it shows how much you love it, man. Like, I... That's one thing I've noticed about movies that I quote a lot. I mean, I quote a lot. Yes. But... Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> Kyler, I'm aware. <laughs> but, like, it's like when you quote them, it's because you love them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it means something to you. And that was one thing I really liked uh, while watching this movie is seeing how much it meant to you, specifically. Yeah. And um, it was just it was just a good, a good time. And a Great movie to do that with. Yeah. Like a, a movie, like I said, that is slept on, has been slept on. I slept on it, you know. Yeah, even I, for a decent part of my life, kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It was kind of like when we watched um, Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I I, was, I mentioned, I was like, man, I don't remember, I don't know, like, this this movie's good, but like, was it that good? Yeah. Like, and then I watched it, I was like, oh, it absolutely was. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, this yeah. movie is amazing. Yeah. And I that's gonna happen again when we watch Inception eventually because that's another one of my like top three movies. Yeah. Top five movies. It's just Well, and there's there's just things like that that happen a lot is where like a movie can mean so much to you and then like you don't watch it in a long time and then when you watch it again, you almost get that like flood of emotion yeah. again. Yes. Because like <laughs> I watched Interstellar with TK the other day. TK's my, my roommate and uh and just Man, I hadn't watched it in a long time. And just seeing it again, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what happened with this movie. Is like, I I was even sleeping on it when you uh, when you suggested it. I was like, sure, why not? You know, mm-hmm. let, let's see if we have things to talk about. And then I watched it and I was like, whoa. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is bringing out a lot more of me than I thought it was going yeah. to. And I, I think just in general, that's the power of movies. Like, they can... 
do that. Even movies you haven't seen before. Like, there are movies that you could, you know, maybe, you know, you're going with your significant other. And you're like, eh, maybe you want to pop into this one. You know, like, let's see how this is. And then you may come out of it just thinking that's the best thing in the world. After, you know, you just like, oh, let's go see a movie today. Why not? And then coming out and being like, wow, that movie changed my life. You know, or on the other hand, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm so excited for this movie. Then you go in and you're like, hmm, disappointed. Yeah. But like, that's what I love about movies is there's so much to love about all of them. And that you get things like this that shows you a different side of that and makes you think also like about like animation always makes me just want to thank Everybody who worked on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just like, like, especially 2D, like you said. Yeah, like, it's a little harder to to get that same feeling with, like, live action. Because, as you yeah. know, there's a lot of people who have to do a ton of, like, compositing oh, yeah. and roto and editing and, editing and, and, and like, the color grading and all this kind of, like, so much stuff to do. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't directly translate onto the screen. I mean, it does, but, like, it's harder to fathom what yeah. they did. When you watch, to me. Yeah. When you watch animation, you're like... You're like, man, someone, someone drew that. Yeah, even in CG, you're like, someone painted that on a computer. You know, like, some I, I've seen a lot of behind the scenes and stuff. A lot of times, they still draw it in the 3D kind yeah. of, you know. But, like, you're like, someone made that. Like, you know. But so, I'd say even with 3D, sometimes, yeah. like, it doesn't translate as easily. Yeah. Because in, like, 2D animation, when I look at it, I'm like, first of all, someone painted that background. Mm-hmm. And second of all, someone animated this character by hand. Yeah. Like, those are the two things that immediately pop out to me. Yeah. And and that's just, like... And I'm sure it's because I was an artist, mm-hmm. and I am an artist. Like, yeah. I just... I know what that means. Yeah. And as I'm, like, trying to learn some more things about 3D animation and stuff to eventually go into making games and stuff, like, it'll make more sense to me. And it does now. Like, yeah. when I look at 3D animated movies now, I'm like, someone had to make the clothes. Someone had to animate the hair. Someone had to put the background together and, like... Yeah create all those props. Well, and it's usually all a bunch of different people. It's oh, yeah. Not one person. All kinds of people. Yeah. Like, they, they probably have a whole department that's just, like, scene. Make yeah. the scene. And yeah. then there's another person who's, like, clothe this character. And well, then there's my... another person that's, like, create, like, literally create software so that we can animate hair properly. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> uncle, he has, a, he has a cousin that works for Pixar, and his job is to do backgrounds. Yeah. Like, my uncle's like, oh, uh, he designed the... the the background in the inside out of the the mind control center and and stuff like that cool. you wouldn't yeah. th- you wouldn't think that that was one guy who just did, you're like yeah. there's one guy who did that and know? then there's like a concept artist yeah. who had to come up with that idea in the yeah. first place and there's all the different like yeah there's just so many people well and and like you were saying especially with 2D 2D a, you know that a lot goes in I'm not saying a lot doesn't go into the 3D too but mm-hmm. it's just it makes you think about it <laughs> yeah and I've animated in 2d before yeah so i know how much it sucks to like onion skin and draw every single frame yeah like individually it's an interesting <laughs> like parallel to kind of uh like stop motion because mm-hmm. like you're kind of doing a similar thing where you know stop motion i think is even more oh no no like way even more, more. yeah but like you're doing a similar thing where you're like i'm drawing this guy with his hand open and i have to draw it with his hand closed and you know like mm-hmm. but uh it, it's it's a process that's for yeah. sure and at least this movie was uh 
created digitally. Like yeah. it wasn't actually like Bambi. Oh yeah. And like the original Snow animation White, yeah. was actually like I, I think I mentioned this with with Anastasia, but like they were actually painted on panes of glass mm-hmm. that they would shine light through and then take a picture of. Yeah. Like with a physical camera. <laughs> and that's just wild to me. That is crazy. And yeah. But it's like that just it's the craft and it's like it's so fascinating to to like talk about this kind of stuff. It is. It is. And uh I just every time I watch any anime movie that pops in my head, I'm like, man, I wonder who I wonder who got to animate Milo. You know, I wonder who got to probably several people. Yeah, no, I know, but like <laughs> like uh, who did that wave of his hair? You know, yeah. like Milo, whenever he moved his head, his his hair. Well, made, you know? the funny thing is, you pointed out a couple times where he like gets in like that goofy mode. Oh yeah, and like he does the weird facial animations. Yeah. Um, I I almost feel like someone else animated those scenes. Yeah. Because they feel so different. Yeah. And like he he just like moves his body in a particular way and like his face in a particular way. That's like not the way he carries. <laughs> or like himself the normally. the guy who uh, is supposed to animate his face wasn't there that day or something. Yeah, they're like, all right, let's do something, and then yeah. they're like, that's really good. Let's let's run with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it makes you. All movies make me think this, you know, like like who went into you know doing certain things, but especially animation. Mm-hmm. And I really liked watching this movie and just like. Man, who came up with how like the Atlanteans looked and what you know? Because I mentioned to you, this is kind of a bit of a different take on Atlantis. And yeah, because most Atlantis, you know, it's an underwater city, and they like, did like go fish people. Yeah, almost. fish people, and the city is underwater. There might be like a bubble or something, like uh, Aquaman. Yeah, but um, and they did go underwater to kind of get towards Atlantis and stuff. But uh, and there is a lot of water involved, but it. It's just... It's more of a spelunking movie than a diving yeah. movie. Yeah. And it just makes me think, you know, that they probably sat down and were like, we don't want to do the classic Atlantis thing. Let's make it more of a... Yeah. And they put a bit of spin on it. Yeah. Let's put a spin on it. Yeah. And so it's just it's just fascinating to me. And uh, reading things too, like I, I shared uh, a piece of trivia I found out while reading the trivia on IMDb about... Patented Kyler fun fact. Yeah. Patented Kyler fun fact is I found out that... <laughs> Uh, that fun fact, <laughs> most Disney movies, you know, before this had been musicals, had a lot of music and uh, been princess. And uh, the crew during this film had T-shirts made that said, Disney's Atlantis, uh, fewer songs, more explosions. Yeah. And that's why I liked it as a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it, it just made me just kind of laugh and be like, man, they just... They wanted to get uh, get away from that classic Disney formula and like let's make an action adventure spelunking film, you know, where it's got Indiana Jones vibes, you know, and like and someone was like, "Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea." <laughs> it just it, it fascinates me. It feels unique. Yeah. And like I mean, you can say that about a good amount of other Disney movies. Well, and it definitely does have Similarities to some things like Star Stargate, the mm-hmm. one we've covered that movie. Uh, like Daniel and Milo are pretty similar characters. Yeah, they both end up staying in the place that they found, you know, and they both end up being right about the thing that you know most people don't like. In Stargate, Daniel Jackson is trying to tell people, "Oh, hey, I think that the uh, pyramids were built by aliens and things like this." And there was, you know, and people are like, "Oh, yeah, whatever." And the same happened with Milo. You're a floozy. Yeah, the same happened with Milo, where these guys were like, "You're crazy." 
go find someone else. And they both did. And so there's similarities, but it still feels like its own thing. Mm-hmm. It The similarities more kind of add to that, like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, <laughs> like whenever I see things like that, it's not like a one-to-one. Yeah. But it, it's kind of cool to be like, I wonder if they took inspiration because Stargate came out before this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm just wondering if they saw that movie and were like, like it could have been in development phase where it's like, oh, we need a main character. Oh, we kind of like this Daniel Jackson guy. Let's make someone kind of like that. And just... I'm sure there's probably some inspiration. Yeah. I, and I just I just love kind of picking that uh, apart and just kind of, kind of going into the minds of the creators and being mm-hmm. like, what did they think during this, you know? Because yeah. especially most movies, you don't realize, even before they start filming and animating and things... They're in like years of development, so they probably oh, yeah. had this movie planned. A, a lot of you know, a lot of projects have like the the inception of the end ideas yeah. many years before it ever gets mm-hmm. made. Like if I ever end up making video games, yeah, probably some of the video games I'll make in like twenty thirty years <laughs> are things I've thought up already. Oh yeah, in the past, like the idea is there, and it will probably not even remotely resemble the original idea once it's finally done. Oh yeah, I, I like writing and I've had ideas that I've had since I was like 16 that have changed and evolved and and it just makes me wonder if, you know, what changed with this movie, you know, and what, yeah. like, if, if they did have a thing like, oh, we need a main character, I don't want it to be that stereotypical, you know, like, handsome, you know. I mean, but Milo's Milo pretty, is kind of handsome. pretty handsome. But uh, I, another piece of trivia I was reading is that he's the I think he's the only, or either the first or the only uh, Disney male protagonist that has glasses. Huh. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I'm not sure about only, but I think it was at least first Disney male protagonist who has glasses. Yeah, because glasses are a disability. (laughs) (laughs) Hey now. I couldn't remember the whole thing. Sorry. (laughs) I have glasses, sir. I know. That's what I was saying. Man. You know I'm being an idiot when I can't even make it through my own joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just... Animation, like most movies for me, spark my imagination. But especially animation. When I watch it, I yeah. just... It just brings out something else in me. Like yeah. like I said, I watched this and I was back to playing in the tub <laughs> with, with those with those ships. You know? yeah. And uh, it just it brought a lot of joy. And I'm glad I'm glad you brought it, buddy. I'm not. I'm really upset about it. All right. I hate well, Atlantis. Sure. <laughs> you don't. Okay. Great acting. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time I was just pulling your leg. <laughs> well, we got a good conversation now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Is Milo. Yeah. And just how much I relate to Milo. He's he's a relatable and, character. And yeah. I missed you earlier. I, I think I can't think of another character in any movie or game or anything for that matter that I can relate to more than Milo. Yeah. And it probably was because like the developmental years was when I, I watched it and then, yeah. you know kinda helped form form my childhood and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But like he I, there's just like this entire movie I watch him and I'm just like I Love this guy. I love him. <laughs> well, he gets so many things that like he doesn't feel. You know, a lot of the other uh, characters in this movie are great, but they feel a bit like caricatures. Yeah. Know? Funny, funny enough, Milo doesn't feel that much like a caricature. Yeah, I mean a little bit. Sure, 
they do they do like exaggerate some of the like awkwardness. Yeah. But that, that happens all the time. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, we've all been there when like we're talking to a pretty girl or. Uh, any other gender you're attracted to, or whatever, or a super imposing like army yeah. dude, yeah, army dude, where like, like a you, foot you, and a half you taller fum- than you, yeah, you fumble your words, like when she's like, oh, ha- uh, can you swim? And he's like, okay, I can swim, pretty girl, pretty, 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 pretty good. I can swim pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I've had moments like that, yeah. and so it's it's just fun to see this character in this cartoon. Like, yeah, his movements and things may be exaggerated, but he's his personality just felt real. Yeah. He's very authentic. Yeah. And, and like, I just, he doesn't, there's a lot of, like, the the reluctant heroes mm-hmm. trope. I don't think he's a reluctant hero. Mm. Not at all. Like, yeah. he's, I don't know if he quite believes he has the ability. Yeah. So, like, there's that part of it. But it's not, he doesn't care. Like, at the beginning, he's, he's already, he's presenting, like, I've done this. Yeah. I've presented like crazy ideas to hypothetical people in my brain, yeah, and like talked about my ideas of things, yeah. and like in the showers, like just in my head or whatever, and like presented it like I'm already there and I'm winning, like I'm succeeding, and that was exactly what he was doing. And then you well, know that's gets messed up, and he yeah. like he doesn't care. He's like, I'll quit, I'll resign, like yeah. I'm gonna do this. And then he does do it. And then when he's talking to old guy, what's his name? Oh. um... Yeah, the the, the I professor. Know this. Yeah. Yes, uh, he was his father's Whitmore. friend. Whitmore. Whitmore. Yeah, Whitmore. <coughs> Excuse me. When he's talking to Whitmore. Yeah. And Whitmore's like telling him all the things that are gonna go wrong. Like, I I've done. I mean, that's that's more of a Whitmore thing. But like, I've done that to people when I'm like trying to be like vaguely motivational. Yeah. It's like like oh, this is gonna go wrong. This is gonna go wrong. This is gonna go wrong. But he has an answer for all of them. He's like, I don't care what, like, I'll, I'll get a rowboat if I have to. Well, and you see, like, throughout it, like, there are times where you see that he's out of his element, but he's mm-hmm. never like, oh, man, I should, I should just go back. Like, even when, quits. when Rourke is like, oh, can you drive a truck? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it's him, him kind of, like, BSing his way <laughs> yeah, through sure. it. Yeah, sure. Because he's trying to play off as more confident than he is. Yeah. Because he is, like, uh, I can't think of the word, but, like, he's, he's not that person quite like yeah. he's he's trying to be more confident he's trying to like yeah. project and and be like a bigger cooler person yeah to to appeal to them because they are all cool and, and, yeah. and like vaguely intimidating people in their own way mm-hmm. and so he's he's trying to like live up to that and like be equals but at the same time like he he still accomplishes so many things and he does these things and he doesn't ever give up on himself out of it all he's just excited about the journey yeah. like i don't even think he's really expecting what they find he's just like he doesn't really care yeah like (laughs) he's just just, he knows he's right yeah and he has this this childhood dream of like doing this thing that is was it his uncle it was his grandfather grand grandfather okay yeah Yeah, his his grandfather like told him these stories as a kid and so he's like i'm going to achieve that because i believe and i know it's true like Mm -hmm. i found this stuff like i know it's there and then when they finally confirm it, he's just like, I knew it! And he's so excited. And, I don't know, it's just like, so much of that energy I see in myself. Well, when he, when like, you know, he was explaining to the uh, the fake audience that, you know, he was like, oh, it's not Ireland, it's Iceland. Yeah. And then when Whitmore told him that it was Iceland, he's like, I knew yeah, it! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just so excited to be on this journey. 
And that is such a relatable thing. Like it, when you have something you're excited about mm-hmm. and you're able to experience that, yeah. it's like you don't really care about anything else. Yeah. And like, this is going to get a little bit more into me, but like, yeah. for a long time, I've been very like self deprecating, mm. like mentally. Sure. Like, oh, like, kind of like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, I have this dream of, like, you know, someday going to work for this this company and making games and, like, this uh, all this these things that I want to do. And for a long time, I was like, I'll never be able to do that. Like, that's that's something that other people do. Yeah. And just recently, like, I, I my, my wife and me, like, convinced, we convinced, like, she helped convince me to go to college. Because for a long time I was like, nah, man, college is for losers and that's a waste of time and money. And <laughs> and like now that I'm finally doing it, I'm like, I'm so excited. And like there's, there's been so many times in my past where like something's come up and something's been wrong. And like I sit there and I blame myself and I'm like, man, Dallin messed it up. Like Dallin sucks. Like what could I have done better? And like how am I going to mess this up? Like those kind of thoughts. Yeah. And every time I've thought about it of like what I'm going to do in my future – the past like few months I sit there and I'm like when I get there I'm gonna do this not if I get there like I've already decided in my head that I'm gonna win and that's like such a relief to myself and that's such a mentality that Milo has in this Mm -hmm. movie like he's like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna get there I'll do it however I have to like I'll I'll get there and like I don't know. It's it's kind of inspirational for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, he, he does... And he, like... He always does the right thing. Yeah. Even though he's kind of awkward and sometimes causes problems. Well, like, and he stands up to Rourke. We've talked yeah. about how scary oh, yeah. Rourke is. Rourke is probably easily the scariest person in this entire movie. Yeah. And he, like, to his face... It's just like, so you're just going to leave and take the crystal and it's all about the money and like yeah. all that stuff. He gets in Rourke's... Calls him out. Yeah, he gets in his face. <laughs> He's And Rourke like decks him. Yeah. Like knocks him to the ground. Probably like basically broke his nose or something like that. <laughs> that That's another scene I love about Rourke. He's like, yeah. we got the crystal, we got the crew, we got the other thing. He's like, what was the last thing? Oh, right. And turns around just like, Bam. boom. <laughs> And yeah. like Milo, he's he just gets right back up. Yeah. Actually, I guess Audrey helps him up, but still, but, like, yeah. <laughs> not even phased. And yeah. It's just there's so much to like about him, mm-hmm. and he's such a good character. Well, I I love when that contrast happens when like Milo is such a likable, relatable character, and then you have Rourke, that's such mm-hmm. an unlikable. Like yeah. even from the beginning, when you don't really. You don't really know much about him. And you're like, he's kind of shifty. Like, if you don't know the twist, you know. Well, I think when you very first meet him. Yeah. Like, when they're on the ship, getting on the sub. Yeah. Like, Rourke is, he seems like a nice dude. Like, yeah, sure. he's intimidating. He's yeah. a little bit spooky. Gives off, like, those, those like, yeah. military general vibes. But, yeah. like, he didn't do anything wrong. And, like, yeah. up until they get into the caves and to Atlantis, well, that's when, when he first, like, starts to show When, when he colors. says the, uh, uh, yeah. this doesn't change anything. Yeah. yeah, that's when you're first like, oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, but you can still kind of call it from well, <laughs> yeah. before that. But, well, but and it, anyway. And it's it's such an interesting contrast. Like when Milo comes back from, uh, you know, when uh, Kida becomes the crystal, mm-hmm. uh, he comes back and he sees all of them with guns. Yeah. And just like. Or no, that's when they when they find out. Oh, the right, right. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. Got, yeah. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you see all of them with guns and just that smile on Rourke's face. 
That's that's another part about Milo that I love yeah. is he's kind of like awkward, mm-hmm. but he's smart. Yeah. And Milo comes up and he's like, "What's with all the guns?" And then before they even get a chance to answer, he figures it out. He's yeah. like, oh, "I'm so stupid. Like yeah. I brought you guys here yeah. because it was about the money. Like yeah. it was always about the money. It was yeah. about the the battery, the the crystal, like all that." And and yeah. like before Rourke even shows him the page that he took, like he had he put all the pieces together. Yeah. He knew what was going on. He knew what they wanted. Like, well, another uh, kind of. Uh, demonstration of Milo's like just he won't give up is when they almost lose the crystal slash Kita mm-hmm. and uh, he jumps off to go hook it back on oh yeah and uh, and for, for all he knows Kita's not even gonna come back yeah you know well see that was the I, I pointed that out too we were, we were talking about it a yeah. little bit while we were watching it is like yeah he likes Kita yes yeah. You gotta admit she's pretty attractive. <laughs> I think I must oh, yeah. less like Kita. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of a sexual awakening in me when I was a young boy <laughs> watching this movie. Anyway, <laughs> um, but in that moment, I think I have to get back to a more serious topic. Yeah. Uh, when when he's trying to get her back, yeah. it's not because he necessarily wants to save her life. Yeah, because like you said, he has no clue. Yeah, what's gonna happen to her. Yeah. Um, I mean, based off of what he knows, she she's basically gone. I think. Cause, yeah. Cause he, well, because her her he, mom he knew about her mom being like absorbed by the crystal as well, and mm-hmm. she's gone. Yeah. So like, for all he knows, she's just gone forever. She becomes one with the crystal. So and, he knows how important that crystal is yeah, to the Atlantean. He knows people. that it's their life source, and he yeah. knows that if it's gone, they all die. And he's like, "That's wrong. We can't do that. We have yeah. to save it." We were the ones that came here in the first yeah. place, and, and so he has to right the wrong. And it's not about saving her because he's horny. <laughs> it's about saving the entire society because he's a good person. Yeah. Like, and there's just so many times where he just very simply and straightforward shows how good of a person he is, and I strive to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good role model. Yeah. Good role model that I think is great for, especially a family movie like yeah. this. You know. Uh, side note. Yeah. Also, I mean, this is one other thing, but like his like unending optimism and like yeah. straightforward like like wholesomeness. Yeah. And being a good person is what wins over the rest of the crew, because mm-hmm. like all the other people, I think even Sweet, like they all knew what yeah. the plan was from the beginning. They were in on it mm-hmm. with Rourke. Because they were all the crew that was there originally in Iceland. Yep. And so, like, th- this was all planned long, long ago. I don't think Whitmore was in on it. Yeah. Because I don't think he would have greenlit this whole escapade. Well, because he was Milo's grandpa's friend. Yeah. So. And he was he was there from a genuine, like, I want to, you know, I've got the money and I want to make sure that, like, this comes to fruition. Yeah. I'll kiss you square on the mouth if you're right. <laughs> That's another uh, thing that I kind of thought was similar to Stargate is because you have the older lady in Stargate who is like, oh, we have the Stargate. We want to check out what it is. Come back and tell us what you found. But the military comes in and they had their uh, ulterior ulter- motive where they were going to blow up yeah. the Stargate from that side. Yeah. And it's like, I was going uh, to, I mentioned the, you know how he went over the, the rest of the group, yeah. but also Whitmore. I love Whitmore. Yeah, because he's he's also just like there for the like the good of like just the 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 discovery the journey like he just wants that, and 
he is what enables all of them to do this. Yeah. And he is what, like, first, um, I was kind of talking about it earlier, where Milo's like, I'll, you know, I'll rent a rowboat if I have to. <laughs> and that's what Whitmore needed. He's like, yeah. you'll do anything to do this. Yeah. And that's how I know you're the right person. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, Whitmore, you did it. You're a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Whitmore's great. Milo's even better. Yep. And all the all the side Rourke's characters. A good villain. Yeah, Rourke's fantastic. I literally Helga's good. I literally like, got chills when he had that crazy face with the axe. And, like. Oh yeah, we didn't <laughs> mention like the the part where he goes nuts yeah. and turns into a crystal man. Like yeah. that's legitimately terrifying. <laughs> and the, the sound he makes. Yeah, the weird. Like, <gasps> yeah, it's. Ooh. <laughs> I don't remember being freaked out by that as yeah. a kid but I'm sure I was yeah. like oh yeah like, I oh, probably boy. was I probably was too I got scared like how you're talking about how you kind of probably hated Rasputin when you were a kid yeah. and that's my I got scared by like. so much I mean I hate the Dark Crystal because we, of, uh, we're gonna watch it eventually uh, I'm gonna make you do it uh, <laughs> but yeah like he's freaky he's spooky and yeah. so he's a good villain he's very he frightening very intimidating excuse me good Swallowed wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> but, ah, this was great. It was. Great movie. It was a good movie. And a great one to talk about. I, I love... I, I love Disney. And yeah. I, it's just fun when you find these gems, you know? Because mm-hmm. we could have talked about any... I mean, there's so many... I, like movies. I said, there was like two or three other movies before yeah. this that we wanted to watch. And, well, and sometimes, and, you know, uh, movie, in yeah. the wise words of Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park, life finds a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's happened to us several times yeah. on this, this podcast. Yeah. And so I think this is a great choice, and I'm yes. glad you brought it. And, and yeah. most of the time... I say, like, you know, consider giving it a second chance or, like, watching it again if you want. Yeah. This time, I'm going to say, please watch this movie. Like, yeah. this movie deserves your time. Yeah. Like, like even if you're like, man, I don't know, just do it anyway. Like, please. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're like a, like, my girlfriend, she's a big Disney fan, but she has not seen this movie. Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to, babe, we got to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this episode. Yeah. Watch this movie. Uh, please do it. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah. This is probably my my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> if I have to think about it and like make a choice, yeah. this will probably be it. So yeah, I'm I I'm a happy camper right now. <laughs> and me too. I'm glad we got to talk. I don't know if you can tell it. like the energy I've had this whole time. But like, <laughs> ooh, yeah, it's I've so been good. I've been pumped too, and <laughs> it's fun to feed off your excitement and and yeah. then my newfound excitement for this film. Yeah, exactly. And like you've mentioned a couple times before about you. For me, I'm never gonna watch this movie the same way again after yeah, today. Exactly. Yeah. Like every time you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that one time we watched that and, and, and like the, the episode we're going at is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, this, that's a good place to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for watching, guys. Anyway, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Just hopefully soon. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and anywhere else you can listen. And always remember to watch what you love.